Hello, you're listening to Kyo the Music, episode nine, with Kevin from New Jersey. Uh, Kevin is a physics teacher, high school physics teacher, and in this episode, we talk about his favorite album, Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hi. Can you hear me properly? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Sweet. Sorry, my phone was like not working, so <laughs> I don't like switch. Yeah, my bad. No, no, but I'm hearing you fine right now. So, how are you? Uh, you know, living the dream. Living <laughs> the dream. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, you've been having quite a week in the in the U.S. Yes, it I was... should congratulate you first. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly good news. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but it was it was quite a week because uh you know technically the election was supposed to end on tuesday you know mm-hmm. or tuesday yeah but yeah um it's a relief for sure i mean i had some friends in the u.s and they were like so frustrated because it was just going on and on and it was so close it was so close like even i was getting sort of like second hand anxiety on their behalf like what is happening why is it so close why is it taking so long yeah oh man it was just like there was a few places where uh it could have flipped you know and mm-hmm. yeah it was it was anxiety inducing um technically it's still possible um for something to change um but i'm i'm hoping i mean i'm assuming it doesn't seem likely that you know anything is is going to change i think that it's decided hopefully it is not again a bush situation this time hopefully it's not a what the bush and al gore their situation yeah exactly that's that's what i'm kind of worried about but um but i don't think it will be i think the situation's a little different um so he has one pretty comfortably thing about he has one pretty comfortably yeah he will not trump will not go that easily he will go out kicking and screaming he will not go that easily yeah that's if, <laughs> that's my thinking too <laughs> if there's a way he's going to try to find it um hmm. because he's just like that um but i don't really know that there is I mean, everyone is celebrating everyone is congratulating and i am happy for you all but i also there's a small voice in my head like be a little bit cautious i don't know be a little bit cautious i don't want to rain on your parade but please be a little bit cautious yeah i'm i'm always the type of person who's like uh who like doesn't want to celebrate too early um <laughs> and so i'm i'm like i don't know i'm just like still like <laughs> uncomfortable i think it's i think it's pretty decisive it's i don't think it's gonna over get overturned but but i'm just like naturally very cautious so i'm like anxious and like i I don't want to like make any like brazen calls um but Uh, they're still counting in some states right they're still counting in some states um I actually don't know if they are, but there might be some recounts. I don't 
I know that Wisconsin is a recount and Georgia is a recount. I'm not sure whether he's going for Pennsylvania. Or, I don't know about that. Okay. But I know that Wisconsin and Georgia are recounts. So what I'm seeing, I just Googled it. I, I don't, not that that's the best kind of research, but I <laughs> Googled it. And uh, it like, they have North Carolina and Georgia as undecided yet. Um, uh-huh. They don't have Wisconsin, but like, this is like a news network doing this. And I think they will like call things when they think it's basically over. Um, and so sometimes that decision is like questionable, you know. Like before, before AP called it, I was still checking it like semi regularly. Yeah. And Wisconsin they called it, Arizona they called it. Like AP called Arizona, the other news networks, CNN and others. They when Trump started gaining in Arizona, they didn't they undid. It was no longer a blue state, Arizona. And yeah. North Carolina was still counting. Yeah. I think they called Philadelphia, I think they called. I'm not really sure. Yeah, well, I think Philadelphia was like the big uh, region of Pennsylvania that they were waiting on because it was red. Mm-hmm. And they were counting mm-hmm. a lot of votes in Philadelphia, which is a major city, which is, is going to vote blue. Um, mm-hmm. Because major cities just generally do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I, yeah, it looks pretty <laughs> decisive. But you, like, I'm just still, I'm still like slightly <laughs> uncomfortable, you know. The PTSD of four years has like got you a little bit cautious. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like really young for Bush v. Gore. I was like in elementary school, but I remember it, um, and it could. It could go the other way, you know. <laughs> scary. I wish you a very cautious, a very hesitant congratulations. And I hope, I hope, I hope it sticks. I hope it sticks. <laughs> me too, me too. I, you know, I think, uh, like, I think there's still a lot um, that America needs to work on, like a lot, a lot. But it's like mm-hmm. getting him out is step one, you know. Step one, yes. Yeah, so that's you know, it's it's a relief because I don't you you know you don't know what's gonna happen in four more years. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So tell me a bit about yourself. I know that you are from New Jersey. Yeah. I know that you're a teacher. Yeah. I know that you've moved semi recently. Like it's yeah. been a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm a. I'm a, a high school physics teacher. Um, I'm 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 fairly new, uh, but uh, it's kind of um, where it's interesting. Like I'm at like a small private school, and teachers kind of cycle in and out. So I'm actually one of the like I realized this year I'm one of the like older teachers, um, <laughs> but I'm like I'm like yeah I'm I'm like. Uh, you know, early twenties. I'm I'm like a young teacher. Um, I moved, but I moved like not super far from where I was living uh, because I'm I'm working near where I you know where my parents lived, where I was living before. So I just moved basically, uh, you know, a couple towns over. Um, 
Uh, and yeah, it's, I, I have my own place. Um, I live with my cat, uh, who's like kind of an asshole, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what else you want to know, but. <laughs> so your favorite album, which you have picked for this episode is Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. Um, I that's like one of those albums that I've listened to uh like so many times that um sometimes like I just like I don't know how to describe it but but like the sounds are so familiar that sometimes I have to like think about them to notice them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make any sense? <laughs> um yeah, I love that album. I think it's like perfect. I think it's the I think it's yeah, it's definitely my favorite. And you took a Illinois like Illinois theme drove trip recently, right? <laughs> like you went <laughs> Yeah, no, uh it was actually Michigan. Um so the oh, okay. the album oh, sorry, sorry, I I <laughs> I mixed up, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh I basically um you know, it was like uh obviously I like we've been dealing with covid like anyone um mm-hmm. and like normally you know I'm a teacher I have the summer off so I normally like do stuff um and like you know travel um but it was like hard to do that and um I was like just like listening to Michigan <laughs> one day and it was like so it's just like I love Michigan I think it's such a beautiful album and like the the like instrumental tracks on that that are like like if you look at the instrumentals they're all uh named after like like Taquamanon Falls and uh <laughs> Allenson Crooked River I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right um Pickerel Lake stuff like that um and so I was like some of these places sound like like really as like the the sounds are so aesthetic that I'm like they must be beautiful so I was like I want to go there and i was talking to a friend of mine um like who lives in uh another city kind of far away um in pittsburgh um and uh like i hadn't seen her in a while so i was like like hey one of these days we should just like go to michigan <laughs> just because and uh yeah and we ultimately decided to do it it was guided like where we decided to go i picked it like I picked a spot near Tequamanon Falls because of the song on the album. <laughs> um, and we went there and a bunch of places in the area. And that's up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, which is like got a lot of like, I mean, it's kind of like rural as, as all hell, but it's, it's got a lot of like beautiful parks and stuff. And um, yeah, it was really cool. That was in uh, late August, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. So, why is this your favorite album? Why is this your favorite album? Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I think what I like about it is like the diversity. Um, like mm-hmm. it's um, like a lot of his. Uh, like I don't want to. I'm not like obviously like I would as a Sufjan Stevens fan. I would never blaspheme against Carrie and Lowell. But uh, Carrie Car- and Lowell <laughs> has this quality of being like holistically sad um, and like mostly very like much a downer. 
but like Illinois has like all these different dynamic elements at play. Um, and it's just like, because of it's like, um, because of it's like sort of diversity, it's something you can just like listen to whenever, like, and it'll work. And also it's just, it's stylistically, there's just nothing like that album out there. It's like so weird. It's like marching band music practically. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's a classic. This album, it feels like a history lesson because I, I am not an American. I don't live in America. Yeah. So the first time I it was like, okay, first the album title, the song titles are like so long. Like the second track is a paragraph, the Black Hawk War or how to demolish <laughs> entire civilization and still feel good about yourself in the morning. Or we apologize for the inconvenience, but you're going to have to leave now. Or I have fought the big knives and will continue to fight them until they all are off our land. <laughs> and it's like, seriously, because I was going through the album, I was listening to the album, and of course, it covers landmark and stay in places in Michigan and everything, and the historical events that, sorry, Illinois and the historical events that have happened there. And it's also personal. But it's like, okay, now I don't know anything. I have never been to these places. I don't know anything. But okay, let's delve into it. It's a history lesson. It's completely a history Totally, yeah. And that's kind of like, I, I like that about it because like he managed to manages to do that where there's like so much history and like, uh, yeah, like so much history woven in, but it's also like not this like boring, dry history album. Like it's it's personal and it's exciting. Um. And uh, it, it kind of has this quality of like him, like connecting himself into like the broader, like um, story of like America as like twisted and sometimes great that it can be, you know? And like there are, there are songs which are like six and a half minute long, seven minute long, but there's also like one, like six seconds, like one yeah. last, what's like one last move for the film. Like just, just it's it shouldn't work. Like it's so haphazard, but it comes together. It works so well. Yeah, like so I think well. you said it. Like it really should not work. Like the fact that he has a literal song called "One Last Woohoo" for the Pullman, and it's <laughs> literally just like woohoo. It's like so stupid, but it's like it. It's like fun. It works. And he has sort of, like, he has made it work pretty well. Like, okay, it's all historical and stuff, but there's also some of his most personal songs are on this record. There's Catherine Pulaski, there's Chicago, yeah. there's the Pretty yeah. Wars, like, there's personal stuff, a lot of personal stuff. Yeah. And then there's stuff, like, which is not, he's project. maybe I am reaching here, but there's also, I feel personally, like, in the song John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. In the second part, he's maybe like projecting his life, his own experiences a little bit, but that might be a reach. But like, it's it's a it works. I don't know how, but it works. This album works. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on John Wayne Gacy. I, I'm I might yeah, like you're right. We might be overreaching. I have no idea, but but it it does <laughs> like it does seem to me like um like there's like some projection there, and on some level, I think it's projection. Uh that is like supposed to be extreme like like obviously yeah i don't know um but 
Yeah, I, I was like a big, um, I was actually a big John Wayne Gacy, like anti-fan um, for a long time. Um, like, I don't know if you remember, but on that uh, little like Sufjan Stevens Facebook group, somebody did a, uh, like, like ranking the songs from Illinois. And I was like gunning hard against John Wayne Gacy pretty much the whole time. Um, but I actually, I came around on it recently. I don't know what happened, but I was listening to it and I was like, I, it's still definitely not like my favorite track, but I, I do. Like song. I I would. Sorry, you broke up for a second. Would you say? I was just uh, like talking about the poll. Like I think I voted for Casimir Pulaski, like my favorite of the album, but I have no idea which song won. It's yeah, it's really tough. Like uh, like to pick a favorite from this album. Like there's just so many classics on here. Like Pulaski. But why were you anti John Wayne? Sorry. Uh, I said that why were you anti John Wayne Gacy? Oh, uh, I don't know. I just I just felt like for the longest time, like I didn't I I don't think uh, it was as much that I thought it was like a terrible song. It was just that like it seemed like so many people liked it, and I and I didn't really think it was all that great. Um, I I certainly like I certainly don't think it's like like there's obviously worse songs on this album. Um, like the six second woohoo. Um, but uh, I just thought it was overrated. And so I kind of like, uh, I think I was like being a little bit hyperbolic sometimes in my like hatred towards it because it, I thought like it's a little bit overrated. Um, but I think I just thought it was like, it was on this album that was so like, kind of just like over the top and like grandiose. And it was just like so, um, it felt one dimensional to me, um, which I don't really feel that way anymore. I feel like there's like a lot of like, like complex feelings going on in that song that are like quite um, kind of challenging. But, um, but I, that's kind of how I felt when I didn't like it. Yeah. I remember before I started. Well, it was this. My introduction to Sufjan was Carry and Roll. I think back in November 2015, it, my introduction was Carry and Roll. And then when I was listening to this uh -huh. album, John Wayne Gacy was the only thing that was familiar to me because I knew about all about his legend. Like I knew he was a murderer and everything. And then, and when I listened to it, I okay, like I had no idea, not that much that what Sufjan was like, what his songwriting style was like. I'm like okay, like it's 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 like un I I don't know whether you agree with me or not, but it's the song I'm talking about John Wayne Gacy in particular. It's not a very it's an uncomfortable listen to that song. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I don't know, <laughs> just to give my thoughts on it, like I um I I could be totally misinterpreting it, but I think it's supposed to like. Like, I think what struck me and made me like it again is I think it's supposed to have this, like, sense of, like, express, like, this expression of, like, guilt and of feeling like, um, like, like, of, of, like, seeing your own sexuality as, like, sort of, like, deranged. And that's why he's sort of, like, connecting himself with John Wayne Gacy. Um, and I'm, I, like, again, could totally be overreaching. But 
but like that that's kind of like it's this like sense of like um guilt like towards one's own like sexuality kind of um and that's like kind of what i felt was compelling that made me like see it kind of differently i don't know if that makes sense which was also which was also alluded in the song like the predatory wasp of palisades is all to is out to get us it was also alluded in that song the guilt about his sexuality yeah yeah that's tough that's another one like i i don't think i ever i never disliked Pal- uh, predatory wasp of the palisades but like when i when i got into like i i discovered this album and i kind of just like listened to it and then i started to like get into like talking to other like i when i met other people who liked it they all talked about that song and i i just didn't really see like i thought it was a decent song but i didn't really see the uh the the hype around it but man like that's one of the best songs on the album i love that one predatory wasp it's just like every note hits like perfectly and it's like so beautiful for me too it took me a while to get it. like i okay it's a good song i can appreciate it but i didn't well it didn't grow on me immediately it took a little yeah. while it, it took a couple of listens yeah. and it took like okay i had to be patient with the album and i had to just spare my head and just listen to it I'm like okay and then i was like oh, okay it's a very beautiful song it's a very yeah. beautiful song it's a very beautiful song well am i like i heard the summer and i i don't know if i i i i repeat it because i think it's it's a the right interpretation of the song but like i've heard that like the uh the the wasp right is supposed to represent like um like sort of latent homophobia like that's the mm-hmm. way i always interpreted mm-hmm. it uh and i definitely heard that from someone but but um and that's why like like that's why it's in his room in the beginning of the song when it's like he tells us it's like freezing cold like why would there be a wasp in his room you know like that's weird but if he's sitting in his room alone in the dark and he's possibly having like sexual thoughts that he thinks he shouldn't be having like the wasp could represent like that latent homophobia um reach out to someone physically you're about to reach out to someone but the before you do it before you make contact the wasp yeah. stings you like the internal homophobia yeah. is so it's so dominant inside of you that it stops you from reaching out like literally stops you from reaching out yeah yeah and it's like it's kind of like a sad song in that way but also i think like at the end like when he's like like rejoicing you know it's like he found a way to like what just like sort of like connect with another human and like and like throw off the wasp so to speak um and just like kind of embrace you know who he was and what he was feeling um so like i think it's like a really like profoundly um optimistic song but i also think you have to like be able to see those like little almost like literary nuances and so like the first time i listened to it i didn't know like i was just kind of like what what's the deal with this wasp like i don't understand it you know and it took a while for me to like see what was going on in the song you know usually when i do listen to it now because my sufian playlist is set mm-hmm. that way like okay uh, immediately after predatory wasp venus from pal planet mm-hmm. comes on because it's almost like part 2 i have you heard that yeah uh you said venus yeah, yeah i venus. uh love that song um it's almost a sequel like a continuation of 
crater you asked for parasites because same the summer camp yeah. friend this everything is yeah but mythology is so rich and mythology is not really my strong point it's it's so rich in that so like you're like oh, okay like sufian what are you trying to say like, <laughs> among the healthy element sufian please. yeah like that's he's one of those guys where it's like i i don't know like it feels like sometimes you have to like go and be like well all right like what the hell is he talking about here <laughs> because a conversation so fascinating because he's so well read he writes the like i a conversation with him was like to like blow my mind it just blow my mind that conversation because he's so yeah well-read. he has like such a bizarre like array of knowledge about like random things like i always wind up like because i know like the one i was thinking of was uh walawa lake monster on uh the the greatest <laughs> gift that little like uh compilation he released mm-hmm. and it's like there's so many things to just like like i wound up googling so many things like when i was listening to that song because like what is the walawa lake monster like what is he talking about there then there was um Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, what's the bird? He talks about a bird in that song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've heard that song. It's my least favorite of that outtake, like The Greatest Gift. So I don't listen to oh, okay. the song much, yeah. I, I remember when it came out, I was really like excited about it. Oh, he talks about a cedar waxwing. Um, he refers to her as, uh, he says, uh, like the cedar waxwing, she was drunk all day. And I was like, what is a cedar waxwing? And apparently it's like a bird that either acts or gets drunk. Like something <laughs> like that. Um, uh, is, the, is, is the cedar waxwing supposed to be yeah, carry? Yeah, it's supposed to be a carry, yeah. Um, and I think so is the Wallawa Lake Monster. But, like, I'm actually the same way. I haven't listened to that song in a, in a while. I just remember when it first came out, I was, like, there were so many, like, bizarre, like, little references that I, like, needed to look up. Um, well, I have learned so much about United States from just Googling stuff because I remember listening to Illinois and okay, Mary Todd. I did not know Mary Todd was supposed to be Mary Todd Lincoln, and that she was institutionalized for three months. But thanks to Sophia, <laughs> now I know it. I did not know the Black Hawk War was supposed to be on the black between. Uh, it was about a war in which Illinois was captured by the colonizers. But now I know it. I <laughs> it's. I did not know there was an exploding whale in 1970 something, and it a, a whale washed up on the beach, and they tried. To, ex- to just blast it and it was a gory sight but now thanks to Sufyan I know it I did so much stuff like thanks to Sufyan yeah. now I know it and that's I think the cool thing is like the little like local history stuff like like the like the uh, exploding whale like who would know that you know <laughs> except him and who would form and who would yeah. a song about that will he prevail my exploding yeah. whale like how who 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 writes a song, a personal song about an exploding whale in the 1970s or yeah. who does that? And the funniest thing about the Mary Todd one too is that's just like a little 40 second like song with no lyrics. 
<laughs> so funny. And also the album also ends like on an instrumental like out of Egypt. Like let me just Google it because I don't remember the I, I got entire it here. It's title. Out of like, Egypt into the great laugh of mankind, and I shake the dirt from my sandals as I run. It's kind of a nice title. It's like really like beautiful. Uh, is it supposed to be biblical? Out of Egypt into the great laugh of mankind. Is it supposed it, to be it biblical? It definitely is. Like out of Egypt. Uh, I don't know. Into the great laugh of mankind. I don't know what that means, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but but definitely like out of Egypt is is a biblical ref reference to like probably Exodus. Um, but also, I think that could have something to do with Jesus. When I Google the Great Laugh of Mankind, all I get is that song. So, <laughs> uh, I think the scene was also supposed to be like, because when I remember, I was listening to this uh, song a couple of days ago, and I felt like, okay, uh, it is something. It is alluding to his faith. It is alluding to... His, um, I think the Sears Tower is also pretty heavy on yeah, the... Yeah, a lot stuff. of like... Biblical references, a lot of references to mythology. Um, yeah. What is your favorite track off this album? Do you have one? I think I would have to say Catherine. Yeah, Nicolas I'd have to go with that one too. You know, you're the first person I asked to do this podcast with, and the reason why is. When I asked people, when I posted on the group and asked people like whether you like to be on the podcast, you were the you you commented like yes, and I want to talk about how Casimir Pulaski makes me cry every time. Because, so now is your chance. No. <laughs> like I um I don't like I it's hyperbolic to say that I cry every time because like sometimes I'll just be playing the album and I'm not like thinking about it obviously, but if mm-hmm. I like really like reflect mm-hmm. on those lyrics, they are like so like profoundly like sad and um like i i think that that probably i don't want to i don't know if i want to say it's my favorite song by him because impossible soul is like you know awesome but uh but casimir palacio days is one of my favorite songs by him for sure um i just think like um like the whole situation like he spends so much like he has so many little like lyrics that um that like emphasize how young she is um girl right Mm -hmm. like uh and like he has all these references to like like um praying and to being at bible study and like praying for her healing and like it all amounts to nothing and she she just yeah she just dies and it's so it feels like so like infuriatingly unfair um that like this little girl who by all accounts was just like innocent and yet she just dies and she's just taken away from everyone who loves her and it's just like and like the emphasis on like the christian aspect is i think what makes it like so painful because believe that like mm-hmm. like uh you know the universe is like governed by a benevolent god um it's like earth shattering to see something so like unfair and unreasonable happen 
to like someone you love. Um, and that's why it hits me. Too. And when you're young, when you have faith, you, you expect miracles to happen. Like, okay, you have faith, you have faith in God, you expect yeah. God to do miracles. You expect God to do the impossible. And when you grow older, you realize, and when you face basically life, you realize, okay, it does not work that way. It does not really work that way. Faith, all the faith in the world sometimes can't help you, can't save you. You can pray over someone's body day and night, day and night, but sometimes yeah. nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Man, and that, and it takes, and it takes, and like instant tears. I, I'm not even kidding. Like when, when I am, when I start listening, to, when I listen to that song and I, pay attention and when he and he takes and he takes and he takes I'm like okay no waterworks yeah. are starting yeah. <laughs> waterworks are starting I think for me weirdly enough like like a, a different a different part of the song will will hit me each time I listen to it because sometimes like I'll read the part where like he says he's like uh where is it he says like uh um where he like almost touches her blouse um yeah. because mm-hmm. like you like you get the sense that like maybe I it doesn't say how old they're they are I think but like you get the sense that like maybe these kids are in like middle school high school because he's like because there's so much lyrics like this so immature so naive it's so much naive yeah and that and like when it when he yeah. emphasizes it by having them like afraid to like touch each other because they they like you know are so young that they don't know what they're doing like like sexually and like as a like relationship kind of um it's like you you're reminded like that that these are you know maybe like young teenagers and this girl is just you know suffering from i don't know what some kind of like bone cancer mm, yeah friends yeah brutal but also like if i had to make a list a pretty impossible list of my top 10 sufian songs it would easily be yeah me five. too yeah i i don't think i like i don't think uh i don't try to pick like a, fa- a favorite but it's definitely amongst like my favorite songs for sure mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. and i think it's interesting too like i'm just noticing this now as i'm kind of like I like pulled up the lyrics to it, but it's like you and I were just talking about how he constantly has all these like historical and like mythological references. And there's very little of that here. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all pretty yeah. personal. Pretty yeah. Realistic. Which I like, think is life. like probably intentional might be like, I, I kind of view it as him like embracing this character. That's like, you know, just kind of like a kid and, you know, doesn't, know all this like random shit that Sufjan knows <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah what I think uh, because I read the genius connotations of mm-hmm. long long time ago forage stone is supposed to be like something right they give cancer patients the forage stone yeah I I looked I looked it up at one point too I thought it was like some sort of like those were like some sort of good luck charms because I it's been a very long time since I like read that like researched this song I, so I don't really remember 
but I think it's supposed to be something we give cancer patient for maybe. I I I might be confusing. Might yeah, I, I don't remember it either. Um, but um, <laughs> oh, uh, so it says that the four H um is like a so the four H is like a program um that for like kids of some sort um I actually like was I, I knew people that were involved in that and it's like symbol is a four leaf clover um and then goldenrod which what is goldenrod is that like a oh it's like a type of flower i guess yeah it looks like it um and uh yeah so these were like uh yeah, but so the 4-H thing, the 4-H stone is, he's giving her like four-leaf clover, kind of, but in the form of a stone. And then if we talk about the one, like, if we had to choose one of the standouts from this album, like, if you had to choose, pick a single from this album, Chicago would be the single. Yeah, like, Chicago's single. great. I love that song. Um yeah, uh, I I think like um, I saw this like yeah I think I think um, it's one of those like it's kind of like the Sufjan song. It's like the I mean I don't think he really has any like although I guess he has a what's it called Mystery of Love. A lot of people like that song, but but prior mm-hmm. to that, this was like his mm-hmm. like single, you know. And I think it's cool because a lot of times like uh, the big song that an artist has is like not great like radio like creep by radiohead um, but like this oh, yeah. song like like chicago is great it's like an awesome song and i have you i i'm assuming that you have heard the ascension yeah i listened to well, the ascension uh i listened to it like a couple times like when it came out how long has it been since it came out it came out what in september September, yeah, like yeah, last I did week listen to September. it. Yeah, some of it was good. Yeah, I like uh, what's that song? Mm-hmm. Was it Lamentations? There's a song called Lamentations. I I mentioned the Ascension right now because like Chicago is like he's feeling optimistic. He's saying. Hello to the big city, but goodbye to all that is for me the anti. Yeah, the goodbye to all that. I I don't remember that one that well. Um, yeah, because because he, I you should listen to him. if you if you get the time you should listen to the song because it seems like okay he's in Chicago he's embracing the new city he's feeling very optimistic, and then in goodbye to all that he's like okay he's faded by life he's seen everything he's been in the big city for life his experiences have faded him. And he's just saying goodbye to everything. Uh, like, okay, he's yeah, city. interesting. I, I kind of think... Go, no, go for on. me, that... Yeah, sorry, sorry, like, sorry, please, sorry, I, please, I kind please. of think that, like, uh, in a lot of ways, this uh, whole album could be, like, contrasted against, um, like, America, the that song he put out. And, uh, like, like I, I thought that America and My Rajneesh were kind of, like, were kind of like linked in a way. Um, and I think they could almost be seen as like, cause Illinois is like, uh, so like, 
I don't know. I, I mean, they're obviously like really dark songs like Kashmir Pulaski Day and John Wayne Casey Jr. But I do think it's like in a lot of ways very like optimistic and upbeat. Um, whereas like like mm-hmm. America is like so dismal about like what the future for America looks like. And like, you know, there's this sense of like impending doom um, and then like My Raj Nish, which I think is, me- I personally think that My Raj Nish is like meant to be connected to America. And that's like just about a cult, you know, <laughs> which says something. Yeah, but America is also what I personally think. America is also more about Sufyan and his crisis of faith, his lack of faith. Like, don't do to me what you did to America. It can also be like what, how people misconstrue the scriptures and how they use their faith to justify all their, all the things that they're doing because Jesus yeah. compelled God compelled them to do this, and they are just maligning the scriptures. And Sufyan, who is always who has sort of always struggled with his faith and everything, and so he's like, okay, I I believe. I know my God, but don't do to me what you've done to America. I can feel you. Do, I can feel my faith changing me. So please don't do to me what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, to I, I think in a way, like, it's sort of like all of our, like, it's sort of like a, the crisis of faith that we were all having in that moment, right? Like, that was, at least for Americans, you know, like, that was mm-hmm. right, uh, you know, that was like right after George Floyd had died. Um, or like had been, you know, brutally mm-hmm. murdered rather. Um, and uh, and so like, I think we were, we were all having like a crisis of faith in like the concept of America. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think we've been having that for a long time, that struggle, because Americans, like we're just raised, like in in our schools, like, at least when I was growing up, um, American exceptionalism, like the belief that America is like this shining city on the hill and like the hope for the world is like something that you're taught. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's certainly probably not ever been the case. Um, and, you know, it's sort of like hard for people to realize that, I think. Um, and when you do realize it, it's sort of jarring, especially like, I think like in the case of that song America, when he says like, don't do to me what you did to America, like we're talking about some sort of like um, potential victim of like American ideals, you know, Um, which, Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought that line in itself was like really compelling. Like, don't do to me what you did to America. It's interesting to know that Doug, even though he did release the song after the brutal murder of George Floyd, he wrote it. It was an outtake of Carrie and Lowell, this song. He wrote it at the time of Carrie and Yeah, Lowell. and that's like, that's why I, like, I feel like uh, all of that stuff has always, like, been with us, especially in recent years, you know, and I guess, like, if it was an outtake of Carrie, like, it was an outtake of Carrie and Lowell, which was what? Would that have been 2015, early 2015, or would that have been 2014? Yeah, 2015. But he wrote it because over the 
period of couple of years. So it must have been like 2012, 2013, 2014, all. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like I was, uh, uh, like, my, I became, like, politically aware in the wake of, like, the 2016 election when Trump got elected. But, uh, but like, mm-hmm. if you look back, as I understand it, like, the presidency of Obama, like, we saw so much, like, racism towards him you know we saw so many people like you know sort of uh reacting to his presidency in a really disturbing way um and so there's definitely like you know something that he must have seen that uh like sort of like reminded him of the fact that like america was like really not what we made it out to be Or at least, like, it's not what we hoped it would be, you know? And he has, like, but like, one Sufia giving Sufian credit. He has always been very honest about his feelings about America. Like, he has never... And he has never tried to sugarcoat anything. Whether Whenever he has written about places... Like in Michigan, particularly in Michigan, he has never tried to sugarcoat it. Like, oh, just yeah. take the song Flint, and it's so it's like the bare bones of that place, all the ugliness of that place. Is, he has portrayed it. He has not sugarcoated anything. And the props to Sufyan, he has always yeah. been very honest about America and what makes it work and what is yeah. very wrong yeah. about that place. And I, I think too, like, like just the way that he. Like, I think the presence of so much, like, American history and, like, imagery from American history in, like, his writing, it tells me that, like, like he kind of, he wants America to be a good place. Like, he wants it to be what it, what we were taught it was. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, he's just very honest about, like, the sort of reality. Like, just like that, I mean, that one song in the beginning of Illinois, the Black Hawk War, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to say the whole name. Um, like, just the t- like the title of that uh, name, I'm like, like, it's, like, laden with, like, um, irony. Like, I mean, like, it's, like, the Black Hawk War or how to destroy an entire civilization. Um, which, yeah, you're right. Like, that's a really honest statement to make. <laughs> Um, how to destroy an entire civilization? Sorry, what you say? Like, like how to demolish an entire civilization and still yeah. feel good about yourself in the morning? Like he's saying everything. Like okay, like how 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 Illinois basically happened? The ugliness that it happened. Yeah, that's like a really. Uh, it's like a. A really profound statement that like how to demolish an entire civilization and still feel good about yourself in the morning because that's kind of what we have done here like we've built our society on uh like you know as they say we've built our society on stolen land and like the foundation of our society is this really really horrific and awful genocide and yet we've taught ourselves to to feel good about it right like we've we've not only ignored the genocide itself, but we've learned to lionize the villain in the story, Christopher Columbus, um, which is like, 
you know, mm-hmm. disturbing. Um, but <laughs> if you had to choose one song, like if you had to recommend Sufia, if someone has never listened to Sufian before, and you had to introduce Sufian to them, and you had to choose one song. Like okay, this is the perfect introduction to Sufjan Stevens. That's like Which a really tough choose? question because, um, what do you like? Like I don't think there's any quintessential Sufjan because he's his discography changes so much. Um, but I do like oh, what's the name of that song? Uh, from Michigan. Um, uh, for the widows in paradise, for the fatherless in Ypsilanti, or whatever. That I think mm-hmm. that song is kind of like mm-hmm. uh, it's first of all, it's a great song, but it also kind of like it fits into a mold mm-hmm. that I think like people understand, which like most of Sufyan's music is like just sort of like really outside the box. Um, and so I, I feel like that song would be a good one. Um, because like Illinois, the first time I listened to Illinois, I actually didn't like it, I thought it was like just like bizarre and, and weird. Um, but then I got into like Michigan and I got into uh, uh, Seven Swans um, and Carrie and Lowell. And then I came back to it and I kind of like saw what he was trying to do with it because I was willing to be like, to give him a little bit more um, leeway kind of. And I was like a little bit more like, I don't know, like comfortable just like accepting that he was going to do this like kind of like over the top thing um but yeah i I guess uh for the widows in paradise i guess that one but the problem with that song might be because for me what happened like i started with carrie and low and yeah okay i had put sufian in my head in a small in an indie folksy box okay he's i had put sufian in there but then I immediately after Carrie and Lowell, I listened to Age of Ad. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this guy? Yeah. It's a complete 180 from Carrie and Lowell. So with the song that you chose, like, The Widows in Paradise, it might be because it just, it, yeah. it's a great song. It's one it's of, it's a great song, but it also is like peak folk. But... Yeah, no, I mean, maybe you're right. Like, maybe the best thing to show them is uh, Age of Odds because Age of Odds is kind of like his most experimental. And then at least you would be up, like, upfront with, <laughs> with like what he is, you know? And uh, there'd be no surprises <laughs> down the road. Um, Me and Joseph, uh, Joseph, uh, we rec- I recorded episode three of the podcast with Joseph and I asked him this question too. And we talked about this a little bit because I faked Come On, Feel the Illinois part one and part two as the perfect introduction to someone because it, it has like all the good lyrics and the, all the, it has, just speaks Sufjan at his musical prowess also with all the orchestral sounds and everything. He chose that's, Enchanting Ghost. That's an interesting one. Of all like people. Um, I mean, that, that's a good song, Enchanting Ghost. I I, I uh, see what you're saying with Come On, Feel the Illinois, though, because it is kind of like the closest you can get to, like, capturing what Sufjan tries to do um, and what he does, you know. Um, 
because it's just like yeah it's like way way over the top and also but like awesome like it works it works like so well um yeah um but i don't i don't know uh i don't know specifically what like i don't know specifically one song that i could pick because i feel like anything i pick is not going to capture it all you know because there's just so many like so many dynamics to his music No, I've tried so many times. Like I went to Sufia, and many like him, but like in my own family, like it's so they don't like him at all. Like it's so difficult to get them to like Sufia. They don't like him at all. My family is like, okay, I, what are you just change the music? What have you put in all that? It's very difficult. Yeah, it can be difficult at times. So yeah, my family is like the same way. Like. Uh, everyone knows that i'm like really into uh like one of my favorite artists is like sufyan and uh like my mom like uh anytime like you know she gets in the car with me and i'm driving like she's always like oh no we're going to have to listen to sufyan stevens now even you know though sometimes i don't play i play other things too but like but like yeah it's like a, a sort of like running joke in my family and um it's just like some people just don't get it you know <laughs> So, alright. So I'm just going to wrap, waiting to wrap this Illinois chapter here. But if you had to choose, you had to, you you chose your favorite song of the album is as Kashmir Pulaski Day. But if you had to choose your least uh, favorite least song, least favorite. Of the album. That's tough. Uh, am I allowed to pick one of the like <laughs> songs that are under a minute? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Six second song is disqualified. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I don't know. A lot of those songs towards the end, um, like uh, uh, Sears Tower, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that they don't like stick out to me as much. Um, whereas, like you know, some of the other ones do. Um, like so, like Sears Tower and like tallest man the broadest shoulders i don't want to say i don't like them they're good songs but i just like like they don't like that's the closest thing i could pick to a song that i like i guess don't like on the album you know um which is like a difficult thing to choose not a really sorry yeah i said that no it's not a really concrete answer but i'll accept it no, no worries. So, what other music have you been uh, listening to these see. days? Um, I got into um, well, I mean, I, obviously, I had listened to this album before, but I got into uh, "In Rainbows" by Radiohead recently. Have you listened to that one? Yeah, it's, it's like amazing. Yeah. Um, I also got into this. Uh, uh, do you know who Hiroshi Yoshimura is? No, I, the name is familiar, but that's what? Yeah, is, he's is like, he a Japanese uh, composer it's, or something? It's like kind of uh, like ambient music. I don't know what constitutes exactly as ambient uh, or like new wave or whatever, but it's all like, like, uh, like really quiet and like slow, like piano. The, the album that I listened to was called Music for Nine Postcards, I think. Um, and 
yeah, it's just like so like gentle and somber. Um, and like, like, yeah, uh, that's it. That's a good one. Um, I also like this guy, uh, that I just got into. He's a Swedish guy. I think what's his name? Uh, Jens Lechman, you know, Jens Lechman. He's got this great album called, uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, but, um, he's kind of Sufjan-esque, but, um, a little bit more like, like, I don't know, poppy, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to describe him, but I, I consider him to be like vaguely like Sufjan Stevens, um, is the one that I, probably his best album is a night falls over Cortadala. Um, and it's kind of, uh, he's just got like all these like weird little like stories with like, uh, characters that are like, like all of the stories are like very wholesome and like sweet. Like there's this one where, um, he is, uh, he, he makes this friend in Berlin who, uh, is, she's, uh, she's gay. And um, she, her dad is like Catholic, so he wouldn't approve of this. So uh, Jens Lechman pretends to be his or uh, her boyfriend um, so that she's allowed to stay in Berlin. Um, and so it's like, and, and at the end he writes mm -hmm. this like postcard to her telling her how much he misses her because I guess she moves away. Um, and it's just like a really sweet song about a friend doing something like for someone he cares about. Um, yeah. You do like instrumentals and ambient music a lot because I remember when earlier, like when like early, like before when I got in touch with you, you picked like a Benny Maupin album. Like yeah, you know that on the Lotus. If I'm, if I'm saying, I I didn't, but after you mentioned it, I did listen to it. And it makes sense, like you into ambient music, you know, because it's. I it's, I don't want to use this term because it's very basic term, but it's the album yeah, is very. Yeah. Um, I was at the time. I think that I sent you that. I was really. I got really into jazz over the. Um, over the like sort of COVID um, stuff, and. Um, I discovered him because I think he, he played on a uh, Miles Davis album. Um, and yeah, like his, his stuff, I mean, he's sort of, I think, I think he's classified as like a jazz musician, but it's just like totally not like jazz. Yeah. It's probably, it does seem like closer on, in some ways to like ambient because he's not really using any of the traditional jazz um elements but yeah i haven't listened to that one in a while but that album was like so cool um but yeah you're right it's like very like sort of like reflective and uh and like sort of like quiet kind of uh, all right so if you had to choose one album that you liked but other people didn't so Which you mean like would that be? What do you, what do you mean like I listen to this album and no one else likes it? Let me like it was critically panned. This album was critically panned. 
and and dislike. They generally dislike. Oh, like you want me to pick one that no one else like likes that I album. like? Okay, this is this is weird. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> I'll say I'll say two things. So the first one, um, I like. I thought it was kind of like I recognize why people hated it, but I actually really enjoyed listening to the Black Album by Weezer when that came out. You know that one? You're cringing right now, aren't you? Yeah. Like, I get why everyone didn't (laughs) like it, but I just, like, had fun listening to it. It was, like, so, like, sort of, like, unapologetically, like, cringy. Um, And, like, it was just funny to me. I don't know. Um, Oh, and then this is not an album, but I also am really into, uh, I really uh, love Christmas music. I listen to Christmas music sort of like as soon as Halloween ends. And I'm more than happy to listen to like the agonizing ones that everybody gets sick of hearing. Um, So that's another one potentially. That's not actually like, I know you said earlier, you didn't like my uh, not concrete answer to that one question. So I didn't want to only give that, but, um, but that's like another one that like, I think a lot of people have like negative feelings toward that I uh, sometimes like. I, I can I don't like I I don't listen to much Christmas music and stuff but what little I have listened to I don't understand the I, I think the reason is like here um like I, I don't know how things you know are where you, you are I assume different but but like here like yeah, like no one, Muslim I assume, like, no one listens to it. So like it's probably different. But but in the US, like around the holidays, like every store you go into is playing Christmas music. Um and it gets a little annoying, especially because like like I like it, but I can acknowledge that like it's kind of exhausting after a while and it's all but what type of Christmas music are we talking about? Are we talking Sufyan or are we talking like Marak? Are you asking me what Michael I like or are you asking what me what plays in the, in the stores? No, uh, no, I'm asking you what you like. I mean, obviously everybody likes that Mariah Carey song. <laughs> uh, but uh, I definitely <laughs> think Sufyan's like, Christmas music is like top-notch. I love it. Um, I... Yeah, I think he, he has bought like 100 101 Christmas songs? or something like that. 101. I prefer the uh, songs for Christmas to Silver and Gold. Um, but but for whatever reason, it's this is like kind of weird, I guess. But like I can just like uh, put on like all of his Christmas songs and even the bad songs to me. Like in Silver and Gold, there's all these songs that sound like boring church hymns. And for me, like those boring church hymns, like carry a certain ethos that reminds me of like Christmas as I was growing up, like when we would go to church and stuff. Um, and uh, so like, even like those songs, like break forth, O beauteous heavy, heavenly light, which is like, like it's like, it sounds like a boring church hymn sung in a Catholic church. Um, like I can kind of like those still because they just like hit me a certain way because of like, I guess, like, memories that they bring back. Uh, 
a lot of nostalgia for sure for sure yeah but i but i do uh i like that songs for christmas i actually think some of the songs on that are pretty solid um like uh the worst christmas ever and stuff like that all right the next question so if someone was making a biopic on your life a movie on your life and you had to choose someone to score the movie and you had to like choose the soundtrack for the movie who would you choose to score the movie and who which artist would you choose for the hmm. soundtrack so for the score i have to pick a like a composer or something okay um if you can if you am can. i okay so <laughs> should i pick like something realistic someone that actually would represent what my life is actually like or should i pick like you know like a something that's like less realistic <laughs> all right go uh, for it. like go wild i like uh, uh, oh, what's that guy's name why can't i think of his name he just he actually just died um he did the good the bad and the ugly soundtrack Yeah, Morricone. That uh, every soundtrack Morricone. by that guy is good in my opinion. Yeah. Um so I would I would I would go with him even though my life's actually not that exciting and my life is actually pretty boring. Um but it would be cool like while I'm driving to work mm-hmm. to have like, you know, like epic western music blasting in the background. Um, um as far as the soundtrack goes, I guess I would go with with Jens Lekman just because I need that kind of positivity in my life, you know. Um and uh he's just yeah, nice wholesome mm-hmm. guy. That's probably that probably be my pick. That's a really odd combination. Uh, uh Morricone and and Jens Lekman. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm I'm going with it. I'm sticking with it. Okay. All right. Last question now. Last question. if you had to recommend some music some artists some albums whatever to people who will listen to this podcast which one would hmm. be um so i would go uh first night falls over cortadala by uh jens lekman that's like i don't know i just love that song or that album i think it's great um obviously we've you know talked about sufyan to death um i would also Um I'm going to shout out like a friend uh a couple friends of mine. Um my friends are in a band called uh Godcaster and um like I would obviously like support friends of mine no matter what but they're genuinely like just like a great band and I've like been to a ton of live shows and they're like so fun to see. Um but they have an album out on Spotify. I don't know off the top of my head what it's called, but Godcaster they're they're a good band um too. Um Yeah, I don't know is that enough? Is that, like I did like three there. Is that Cool. <laughs> that, that, that's enough. That's enough. No pressure. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much for talking. Like I yeah, I'm kind of glad that we finally got to talk because we've been we've been skirting around for a couple yeah. of months but we finally cool. Yeah, it was great talking with you. It was managed so fun. to talk. and you too and please stay safe because things are with covid and everything like it's not that 
Yeah. That good over there. So please stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much for talking. See ya. Bye-bye. Again, much thanks for Kevin for taking out the time and talking to me. You can find all updates about the podcast, everything, all the artists that were recommended in this episode, all music that was recommended in this episode in fact, on Instagram and on Twitter. Just check your the music and you'll find it all there. Until next time. Bye-bye.